0: The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Carolinas GCSA or the show sponsors.
1: You're listening to Pulling Weeds, Off Course another installment of the carolina's golf course superintendents association official podcast with a focus on off course industry folks and their relationships with superintendents and the carolina's gcsa here are your hosts
0: alan knight and tim krieger hey and welcome into pulling weeds off course may 15th episode i'm alan knight joined by tim krieger tim how are you I can't see you. I know this is a Zoom meeting, but you got to talk. Hello, everyone. Welcome in. Hopefully you don't hear my chair squeaking.
1: I thought that was mine.
0: Uh, Might be both of ours. So who we got this month on this interview?
1: Well, it's only appropriate, right? Heading into the North Carolina legislative session and everything that's been going on. Uh, with COVID and the legislation and the regulations and the edicts and whatnot, that we've got a couple of our elected officials, friends from North Carolina,
0: um, Senator Rick Gunn and Representative John Hardister. And you you previewed it on our last episode. What's his nickname, Rick Gunn? Senator Funn. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. He can be found most
1: weeks during session at pretty much... Every evening reception that there is, um, cigars, um, what do they call those things? What's the right, uh, libations, is that the right word? Um, they were. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a good egg, man. I tell you that he's one of the people's people, right? Like he's he's seen, he's there, and he's accessible um, for not only his constituents, but all of the, uh, the taxpayers in North Carolina. And um, we've been able to build a relationship with him. Gosh, it seems like over the last, I think, eight years now, we've been meeting with him when we go for North Carolina Golf Day.
0: And this interview was done at Greensboro back in March, correct?
1: I think it was February, my man. Was it February? Yeah, mid-February, actually, during the PGA show. Yep. Because right. it was like the week or so after GIS. You're right. You're right. Um so it was definitely pre-COVID intensity. There was still a lot of people, traffic on the trade show floor. Um, that was the day we were able to do a panel discussion with myself, Rock Lucas,
0: Dell Ratcliffe, and then both of these two gentlemen that you'll be hearing from here in a little bit. I do want to mention the breakfast that we had. Was it the NSTA? Yeah, the North-South Turfgrass Association. With uh, Senator Todd Johnson from North Carolina. That was, I guess, back in January, probably. It was. That's kind of how we start our year off every
1: year is with the North South breakfast. And this year, um, myself, Charlie Roundtree, um, Chris Valari, and then as you just mentioned, um, Senator Todd Johnson. Todd Johnson.
0: Is he a Senator or Representative. Senator. Oop, sorry, Todd. My bad. He's. I'm excited. Obviously, you know NASCAR is coming back. We are two days away from when this is released. We're a week away right now as we're recording. But he was. Certainly proponent of helping get that going with the governor. And for those people across the world who don't know, Alan, can you just tell them what NASCAR stands for? The National Association of Stock Car Auto Racing. So they're in the ag business, peach growers? Well, uh, there are some ag sponsors, but no, they are just a race. They drive left, turn circles.
1: Hey, well, um, That's great, and I know that Todd took a beating on that, but hey, look, Senator Todd, we're friends. You can come on our show. We're going to have you here later this year, and we'll let you defend your decision to all the citizens in North Carolina. But as we talk about uh, Brandt, right, we saw they were plugged recently on some new friends of ours that we've met on Twitter recently, Um, Paul and Christy, right?
0: Yep, Midlife is their – Midlife, hashtag Midlife is their official name. They're good. I'm looking forward to meeting them in person. I got to tell you, that it's been awesome
1: to follow them in the swag train that's kind of rolled out after the P-Dub hat
0: and the Carolinas hat that came in. I think it's been fun to watch. I'm jealous of all the swag they're getting. Maybe you and I need to start singing.
1: I mean, if they could see my emotional pose right now, I would say the same thing. I mean, where's the swag, folks? We've been doing this for 18 months. You could be promoting the heck out of some products. Well, how about we give IO or ISO Tunes uh, a free plug because they did send us some demo – AirPods and then the COVID hit. So we're going to be following back up with them soon and hopefully have a little bit of sponsorship from those folks and their great wireless um, noise canceling earbuds that I love to use every time I mow.
0: Yep. And I know somebody else who loves to use them and he uses them frequently when we speak on the phone. Uh, <laughs> bulldog. It is the Bulldog. Yes.
1: Hey, so. How about Christy's facial expressions though during all these videos?
0: Okay. I already forgot what I was saying. That's what I wanted to say is, is she's a good singer and he's a good guitar player and they're playing good songs. It's not hard to sit there and watch. I you know, I'm not just being nice trying to watch them. I am enjoying the tunes that they're playing. Oh no lie. No lie. Every time another song comes out, I'm like, oh, I want to make a comment, but I don't want to
1: be that guy that comments every night, you know what I mean? But it was like, oh, that was my mom's favorite song, you know, and you did the Joplin version over there, you know?
0: Yeah, and hopefully we got a little thing in the works with them. You'll hear on Pulling Weeds soon.
1: Oh, yeah, and if all goes well, for the show in November, they're they're, they're looking to be the opening act there for um, the assistance reception on Sunday night at Banditos. I can't wait for that, so that's happening
0: again, if everything happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's legit. We've uh, Paul and I were discussing that, and it's kind of funny. Then you followed up and told me that you had actually hit him up for uh, the other item that we'll be discussing soon.
0: Yep, yep. All right, well, let's, I guess, get into Senator Gunn and Representative Hardister. Well, let's give them a
1: big thanks first, because as you listen to this episode again, this was pre-COVID. We knew nothing was coming, and they have been none other than big supporters and key advocates for the game of golf through this whole process and working with their teams, the governor's teams, their staffs, and even in some local municipalities. So again, it goes back to 12, 15 years worth of relationships with folks like that you're about to hear from um, as to why I think we were as successful
0: and able to make it through as we were. And I I do want to say representative Hardister, I've started following him on social media, Facebook and Twitter, and he is very active daily posting about his County and the uh, COVID What's going on there? Yeah, the
1: North Carolina updates. It's been phenomenal. In fact, it's been a, a great follow for me during this whole process, not only uh professionally to get those daily updates so we can watch the North Carolina progress, but also some of that personal stuff. Maybe we should talk about some of his tweets um when we do our closing here after we get done listening to him. All right, let's go to him. Uh pretty excited here today. We've got some absolutely um amazing guests. I can say for the first time ever on Pulling Weeds, we have not only one, but two whips with us here today. And that would be the majority and the minority whip of the House and the Senate, correct? How did I get that wrong? We're we're both majority whips. Holy majorities. majorities. One of the House, one of the Senate. (laughs) I always think there's got to be a minority, but I guess maybe not with all four of us here today. That probably wasn't funny. All right. So, anyways, um, Senator Rick Gunn, Alamance County, is that correct? That is correct.
2: Uh, Born and raised there and I still reside there. How many years have you been involved with the Senate? The Senate, I am uh, finishing up my uh, 10th year. So, I started back in 2011 and focused on uh, commerce initiatives like golf, and uh, it's been a great run. Wonderful.
1: And Representative John Hardister. Rick Hardister. John Hardister. John Hardister. John Hardister. I'm going with the minority, Rick. So we have a joke with a <laughs> the earlier one where he calls somebody Randy. Yeah. It's Rhett, and so yeah, we just yeah. kind of sorry. Um, and you are from Guilford County? That's correct. And
3: uh, this is your first term, second term? I'm in my fourth term, running for a fifth.
0: I don't
1: know. Really? Yeah.
0: I don't know who did your research, but they need to do a better job.
3: <laughs> I'm
1: just showing everybody how well scripted we are, <laughs> and we don't re-record these
0: things. So, no. Um,
1: we're here to educate our members and to entertain them. We're going to let you guys handle the education part today. I'll work on the education. I'm sorry, the entertainment. But I guess that's why we have a lobbyist, huh? Yep. Um, named Chris Villari who has set all this up today. We're in, here in Greensboro at the PGA Show, and there will be a panel on economics and politics later this afternoon that these two gentlemen are going to lead for the PGA uh, team here as well. So thank you guys for being here with us today. Thank you, Thanks gentlemen. for having
2: us. Glad to be here. All right, what's your favorite sport? Let's get it out of the way. There's no doubt, uh, being that I was playing golf in the Carolinas yesterday, uh, uh, golf is absolutely my favorite sport to participate in. Um, Where did you play yesterday? Played at Caledonia Golf and Fish Club. That's a good one, isn't it? So, yes. One of, one of the uh, finest courses uh, that I know along the Grand Strand. For How sure. you like the tee markers uh, I think they're great. Uh, what was I on? The Mallard, I believe, yesterday? Oh, you played the Mallard.
1: Yes. Nice. Nice. <laughs> the T's are ducks, case, yeah. for those who don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 How about you,
3: sir? Golf is my favorite sport. Did we set you up for that? You don't have to answer that on a golf podcast, right? It's true. It is my favorite sport. I started playing um, when I was 18. And I just fell in love with it. I grew up playing uh, Star Mountain Country Club, uh, where actually the uh, the Wyndham Championship used to be played there years ago. And now I live at Stony Creek, and I, I play there most of the time. Really?
1: Yeah. So, Ken, um, the GM over at uh, Star Mountain, I met up him today. Um, he used to be over at Northridge, and he's in here as well. Hey, Dell. <laughs> All right. And, and we're here with Alan. I guess we forgot
3: to introduce you.
0: I think they, they know I'm here. What's
3: your favorite sport, Alan? NASCAR. Oh. It's not Man. a bad answer. <laughs> Thank you. Was,
0: but
3: Day, Daytona 500, I think, is happening this afternoon.
0: I'm trying to get home to watch that. So uh, I got two and a half hours in the car. But.
1: So for us to move up the time schedule was for not for him to get on the trade show floor, but to yeah. get home to watch the race.
0: I understand. Yeah, I'm skipping the trade show, going straight home
1: so what y'all don't realize is that alan invited me to a race earlier last year at darlington took everybody family etc and um of the 10 people that he brought together just he and his wife were the only two in the stands when it started at 11 that night and we all had gone home yeah the whole weather and nascar not Uh, starting on
3: time thing is tough yes it can be yeah
1: what do you think that we would have done
3: in charlotte would we have held it off till monday uh, probably so, yeah. So you can play golf in the rain, but you can't really race a car in the rain. I get that. Not a good Correct. idea. Correct. No, no, I'm with <laughs> you. I'm with you. Now, do you have, pardon my ignorance, there's no NASCAR right here, is there? In yeah. your county? What do you have? Well, not in Guilford County. In North Carolina, we have the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Correct. Yeah, yeah Oh, yeah, you've
1: got yeah. I mean, it seems like the home of everybody from the original NASCAR squad was from somewhere in North
3: Carolina, north of Charlotte.
0: It was so hard for me driving up here not to stop in Mooresville or Statesville or Correct. anywhere where the team shops are. You know,
3: yeah, Richard Petty, the king of NASCAR, lives not far from here. So really, I'm, yeah, from where we're sitting, about a 30 minute drive. No doubt, yeah, the drive, king. yeah, you see him over at uh the mall or anything. Yes, I see him out and about every now and then. The mall, where did he <laughs> come up with that? That was like <laughs> well, as bad as the introduction. <laughs> Sorry,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what are we doing today with a panel golf and politics? Golf and politics, yeah, how, how do those yeah. two intersect? Ooh.
3: Well, uh, we filed a bill, um last year that would create a golf council in north carolina the golf council would consist of appointees from the house the senate and the governor and what the council would do is it would work to cultivate and highlight the game of golf in
0: north carolina which has got to be big financially considering pinehurst and the other resort areas but certainly pinehurst who are we talking to that referenced that pinehurst and how that was the heart maybe economic might haven't been on the episode might just been you and I talking with somebody
1: but well we we had a, a governor a couple years ago who quoted that said that it was in the DNA of the state that's correct. what it was yeah. correct yeah. It, it is a
2: big economic engine um I think we all realize that we could probably do a better job I think that's part of us being here of um showing the impact of golf uh in in north and south carolina and uh we plan on taking this initiative to try to help that. It, uh, we, we expect some uh, good return on investment with this initiative.
1: Well, as dumb as I sounded from the introduction, I'm going to ask some really dumb questions then, and I hope that it doesn't get anybody
3: in trouble. We're but in politics. We've heard a lot of dumb questions. Perfect. No no
1: <laughs> dumb questions, just stupid people that ask those questions? That's no. the way I've heard it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> There's
3: no dumb question. You're good to go.
1: Is it tough for you guys to get behind golf in the public eye because of the, the recognition, the the stereotype of the sport? Or is it easy here because there's information provided to you that can tell you the economic benefit, the number of jobs, the number of taxes that come back in? We've always seen it as
2: challenging sometimes. I think it's easy. I, I would agree. I think uh, the truth of the matter is um, everybody loves to talk golf, mm-hmm. more than I think you realize. Uh, even somebody who's only played a couple times it may have played in some charity uh, event playing Captain's Choice, they always – had this passion to talk about it, so I find golf to be a uh, a, a natural topic, um, just very comes naturally for a lot of folks. And uh, uh, as we educate people, though, on the economic developments, so when you're talking multi-billion dollars worth of impact and tens of thousands of uh, jobs uh, here in North Carolina alone, uh, it, it's it's a good story and a story that we'd like to tell and share. I just know
1: that sometimes, especially down in South Carolina, the uh, the conservation. Uh, environmental side of it sometimes is a little bit challenging, um, which is with, with all special interests, and I understand that. Um, I lobbied a little bit down in South Carolina for a couple of years until we were blessed to have
3: uh, Mr. Villari's counterpart, Charlie Roundtree, who helps us down in South Carolina. So, Well, the feedback that I've gotten on the Golf Council legislation has been very positive, and I've talked about the economic impact, not just because of the major golf tournaments we have here, like the Wyndham Championship, the, the Wells Fargo in Charlotte, all the USGA events, the collegiate events, and then programs like the First Tee, you know, do a tremendous amount of work in the community, um, particularly for low-income families. And the game of golf really does teach values, like patience and respect and honesty. And it's easy for us to go out and talk about it.
1: And uh, that makes me happy, because that was my dumb question, was like, uh-oh, are we gonna have to talk on the conservation side of life and get people in trouble? And no, we can't talk about it. So it's very
2: pleasing. I, I, I think it's really interesting on the conservation side that I, I would argue that uh, uh, the golf industry is probably some of the better conservationists around. The way they control water, the way they uh, uh, they apply their um, uh, fertilizers and they uh, control the runoff. They, uh, uh, they they work around a natural environment. That's what makes it, of course, so pretty is it's a natural environment. And I think the way that they craft that environment and make it work with what is a great recreational activity uh, is um, something that people probably don't have a full appreciation of, and I, and I, I hope that they will as, as we move forward.
1: I'm going to just respond to that. It's refreshing because, again, in some of our dealings, and again, I, I can only compare South and North Carolina. That's all the, that I've ever been involved with, but I, I distinctly remember having a conversation with an elected official about the water usage in the Hilton Head market. And he had made a comment on record about frustration of seeing the irrigation going on the days when it was raining and that he was tired of getting those calls from the constituents in the golf courses were wasting water. So I took the opportunity to educate him on the fact that the housing development that he lives in actually is required to dispose of a million gallons of their wastewater from that development. And that's why the golf course is there. And so what better way to hide, um, your, your waste removal from a high-end neighborhood than to put a very good-looking golf course on it, and no one knows the difference.
3: Yeah, I don't know about you, but when I play golf, it seems like there's a lot of trees on the golf course. Oh. I find myself in the trees fairly often. So, so. you and I,
1: <laughs> we would definitely like to be overseas playing Lynx style, where we can just send the Sherpa to go find the ball. Yeah, yeah that may be worth a try. It's fun. Yeah. It's good fun. It's funny. We were, um... sherpa Where were we talking about the Sherpa mountain climber? <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Where were we talking about the other day where we were going to get rid of all the trees... Um, to that, solve a bug
0: problem. That was up at Mammoth An County. annual
1: bluegrass wheel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a guy in the Northeast, and we were translating, and the joke was, he said, take down all the trees. Make it link style. But I'm with you, yeah. yeah. So w- w- the one thing is, though, that um, helps me is when you get in the woods, I find myself saying, I like difficult shots. I excel at them because I'm always hitting punch shots through those trees. I've like, pretty I? good at those shots. You do. yeah. I've hit more of those than range balls in my life. How about you?
3: Huh. Probably so. I'd have to count it up, but you're probably right. Nice. You got a nice facility over there at Stormout, though. Very nice facility. I mean, yeah. I'd spend some time out there
1: practicing.
2: Yeah. That lower tier down. Have you ever been there? No. Mm-hmm. You play over there a good bit. I play a little bit actually. Uh, Member at um, Alamance Country Club in Burlington, good old Donald Ross design course. So. That's
1: what you guys were just talking about. So they're renovating yeah, this right. summer, huh?
2: They are. They're going to uh, shut it down in May and uh, do some uh, new greens and bunkers, drainage, and uh, some tee boxes. So we'll uh, good news is we'll get to uh, scatter around where we play. Most uh, yeah. most clubs are very receptive, and we help each other out in some type of reciprocal agreement. So yeah. I'll get I'll get to play a few more courses that I normally don't uh, this summer. It'll be fun because you, you guys
1: have to be members of the club to play golf there right like we can't invite you out and have a free round of golf right i mean if we invite one of you
3: you got to invite all of you right like the whole uh, house we can pay our own way you exactly. can invite us we have to pay our own way wonderful i got gotcha.
2: you yeah. so we don't mind i'm not scared to pay for a good <laughs> entertainment so
1: i don't know if i can put this on record but what if it's complimentary how do you pay then yeah
2: you got
3: to write a check. I oh, not, perfect. <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny any of oh, those conversation. Oh, my gosh, I love it. Finally,
1: finally we got into the good politics of there it, the stuff go. that I listen to on the radio. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, so do
3: you recommend a certain news channel that we should listen to? News channel?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, yeah, I asked. Well, I mean, I think the local news is great. All the local news stations <laughs> do a great this job. <laughs> and uh, national news, I think we all know where they stand.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I'll, <laughs> I'll admit right now, you guys can't look across the table from this guy that I'm looking at. Um, but there's a reason I called him a first-termer because I swear he doesn't look that old compared to some of these guys.
0: No, not at all. He, he is. Seems, and he's very polished. Wise beyond his years, obviously. Yes. Are you I, Ivy League educated? I am
3: not. I went to Greensboro College. I got a degree in political science. Poli-sci? Yeah.
1: Is that because you didn't want to learn ag?
3: I had you know, I had no idea what I wanted to do. <laughs> I went to work in real estate and then I ran for office. Do you so. still work? I do. Yeah, we only make like thirteen thousand dollars a year as a legislator. So right. that's
1: yeah. I think it was ten five when I was gonna run in oh eleven back then in South Carolina. So you guys it's no wonder you can't get
3: the budget balanced, right? I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, well
0: So are you in real estate now?
3: I am, yeah. Okay. I still I still uh work in real estate and marketing and um you know, but the little bit of money i make making in general assembly might help to cover my green fees.
0: Now, what do you do for marketing? If you need anybody to drone or take photos, I'm. I, I was trying to set you yeah, up. That's okay. why I
1: asked marketing
3: wise.
0: Do marketing for a mortgage company?
3: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: You do all that yourself, or you have a firm for that?
3: Uh, it's it's my family's firm. Oh, wow. wonderful! Yeah. How cool is that? It's pretty cool. I mean, I, love, I
1: studied marketing, so I mean, I the windshield time in me just yeah, you can and imagine the creative side going. So. My father
3: started the company thirty years ago. We're, it's a mortgage company. Okay. And in fact, I, I picked up the game of golf because of my dad. My dad got me into it. And that's cool. My dad's uh, 75 years old, still plays golf, and still plays well. Really? Yeah. Is he still working, or has he been able to retire and hand it he, over? He won't retire. He, he won't, he, he'll he keep working. can okay. And that's good
1: for yeah. everybody?
2: It's good, yeah. He enjoys it. How about you? Uh, real estate business, commercial uh, real estate business all my life, and Uh, Not that I don't have enough to do, but i got several other hats. The biggest one is I develop um, urgent care centers throughout the state of Virginia and North Carolina. So that's kind of a new... New venture that my, my sons and I are working on and trying to grow. And
1: Is there a specific so
2: brand that you're working with? Yes, yeah, it's called uh, uh, American Family Care, AFC Family Care. Got one in High Point. We got one opening in Raleigh. Got one opening in Cary. Phenomenal. Uh, so it's, Great it's experience. Cool. I was just we, there
1: two weekends ago on well, a Sunday. Well, thank, you. thank in you. South Carolina, unfortunately, but yes. Okay, give us a five-star. Oh, <laughs> we did until the lady next to us tested positive for flu, and I left my wife who was getting stitches and said, call me when you're done. I'm going home. <laughs>
2: So, we yeah, we kind of like, like flu season. We don't, you know, a little flu dust all over the place. So get everybody to come. No, in, those so. are nice, yeah. though. I'm going to
1: tell you, honestly, I, the reason I asked and I didn't realize it was going to be that franchise is that in our little town that we're in called Powdersville, um, they just recently opened one and it's made all the difference in the world. Yeah. The people have been great. The doctors are phenomenal. So, um, well, kudos to you guys. Thank you. So, so far, far, so awesome.
2: good. So far, so good. Now, I'm, about to, I'm about
3: to hand you something. Uh oh. This is a copy of the bill that we filed. Oh, for the golf council? Yeah.
1: Yes,
0: sir. you ever held a copy of a file bill? I think I
3: read it online
1: last year.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah. How about that?
0: Yeah, no. Um.
1: It's it's funny you bring this up because I, I, I read about it in the um. pilot. Yeah. And that's when I called Chris and said, what's up with this golf council bill, man? I don't and think any state's the done this. I think we'd be the first state to do it. I, I think so. So, in South Carolina in 1997, they passed a law recognizing the last full week in April as South Carolina Golf Week to celebrate the economic benefit of the game. Well, that's cool. Um, And it made Wall Street Journal's wackiest laws passed or whatever that crap thing they used to do in the late 90s. It was like on the front page that law was. But yet, that's how I'm working here today is because we ran a legislative golf tournament Mm -hmm. where... You would pay money as a principal, and your fourth person would be a legislator that you'd get to play around a round of golf with. And so we ran that from the South Carolina Junior Golf Association office, yep, where right. Alan and I used to work in the South Carolina Golf Association office. Yeah. Um, because the Superintendent Association would put a team in to right. be involved politically, and then we engaged our own lobbyists
3: to follow with that. Right. So why don't you guys, real quick? Oh wait, am I going to be quizzed on this? Right now. Uh, yes, I'll be a quiz later. Not right. okay. today, but at a future time. No, no,
1: no, that's perfect. I look forward to catching back up. There are going to be people from other chapters that listen. We're one of 100 chapters around America. Um, we just happen to be lucky because the Carolinas has both states. Large membership. We have our own conference and show, so we have some resources that others don't. Maybe we feel blessed because we're here. We know you guys. We can call you you know, by your first name if we really wanted to. And... <laughs> I don't want to say we're on the front edge, but I feel like just to equate it to insurance or something that somebody could understand, like, we've got our policy. We've been paying our our annual dividend versus a group out there that may say, oh, well, we're going to have a a pesticide issue next year, and we're going to have to hire a a lobbying team. What advice do you give to those groups that says, hey, you really need to build those relationships before you need something? I mean – I, no. what's the answer a, from you
2: alls it's a great question and i always uh, uh, always tell folks and you'd be a perfect example if i were to ask you you know what's your what's your business and you'd probably say well, you know i'm landscape or you know mr Ratcliffe over there may say well i'm a golf course owner i mean so so they they'll say that's what your business and i said that's not your business that's your job your business is politics your business is understanding mm-hmm. the dynamics of the decisions that we make and how it would affect your business wow. a policy change even as simple as one word from a to shall could change what you have to do in your business and it could affect your bottom line so I always tell people think of what you think of politics as as your business your job is what you do when you go home always have to stay engaged uh, it makes a difference uh, you know we look at um, we we look at stakeholders we look at lobbyists as um as sources of information, okay. Sources of information. How can I make a good decision? How can you influence me if I if I don't have good information? So it's really more of an education thing. a lot of times for for uh, representatives and senators than it is actually a uh, uh, really trying to push push push. It's more of an education and uh, so make make uh, make politics your business. Then go home to your job uh, later on. Interesting. What's your take?
3: That, that's well said. Um, I I've agree. never heard it so eloquently. Yeah, yeah. He said it great. I mean, got lucky. <laughs> a lot of the issues that we said work that before. On, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's better to be lucky than good, right? But a lot of the issues that we work on are, are not really partisan. You know, they're nuanced. And I agree. I think lobbyists are there to educate us because we don't know everything about every issue that's out there. And so, um, you know, as it relates to game of golf, you've got tourism, you've got golf courses, superintendents, you've, you've got the agriculture side of it, you've got retail, manufacturing, collegiate, competition. Real so, estate. Yeah, yeah. But the game of golf has such a tremendous economic impact on the state of North Carolina. It's in the billions of dollars. And so what we thought is, if that's existing today, why don't we highlight it and then try to expand it?
1: I think that's phenomenal. And us within the industry, we just want to do our part. And I think that's why – you look at the economic impact studies and the things that we can provide you guys is so that you have it's one thing word of mouth conversation but when you can leave a like a piece of paper behind like that or just something where you guys have the, the stats that you need to defend yourselves because I think one of the things that we've found is that we have to and I don't know if these are the right words but we've got to look out for your best interests as well and I dare say help protect you all from any backlash on any issues that meet we may need your support on. And I, I think we've been very lucky with golf for the last 10 or 15 years. We haven't made a major ask per se, but I definitely see with the challenges in riparian rights coming, um, some things of that nature, uh, pesticide use, again, a, a golf council bill, things of that nature in the future where we may have to make an ask. But I feel like we as a special interest group have laid that groundwork through the work of our lobbyists in days like today and just getting together and getting to know you guys outside of, Needs, I dare say. And I, I just feel like a lot of those groups out there just feel like the only time to be present is when you have a need. And I guess what I'm trying to say is the best time, in my opinion, to be present is when you don't have a need. Right.
2: And, and I would say yeah. th- this legislation that um, uh, with the golf council, that's a pro, you're either proactive or you're reactive, and they're both important. Uh, this is a very proactive type of legislation. We want to try to do something to move golf forward in, in the state. Uh, I will assure you, you talk to any any uh, lobbyist or stakeholder that has ever been at the end of a legislative session uh, when, throughout the country, uh, legislators are going into their sausage making mode, where you never know what may show up in a piece of legislation. So you've got to have somebody there that you can talk to all the time because a lot of times you'll have to react to something as simple as a a, a small item getting added into a, a big omnibus regulatory bill that directly affects your bottom line or your ability to, to make a living so so you can either be proactive and reactive but they but they go hand in hand and it is a it is a 365 year a day process we do not stop because you don't know who has come up to me With an idea that might be against your industry, you never know. Correct. So, so it's it's a it's a three sixty five. That's why we bug all of you, and we have (laughs) microchips worked in every one of your collars because golf (laughs) keeps up with this. Oh, I'm sure some people have (laughs) put GPS. I'm convinced I've got a GPS. You have to be assumed you're being watched all the time.
1: Based on what I'm seeing with the Astros boys, somebody's stealing some (laughs) signs in that state house. That's all I got to (laughs) say. Somebody's doing something going on. No, all jokes aside, it's. I've sat through it. I've, I've aspired to it I've always my old man always said oh, you need to go into politics etc he's an army guy and and I always thought that was it and then I sat through some of the meetings and some of the stuff that you guys have to endure and, and I just lost a lot of interest in it yeah. unfortunately because of the special interest groups you know I enjoy the constituents I gotta assume there's probably a time where you guys really get to enjoy going back to your county and, and talking to those folks who you make a difference for and getting that feel good that oh gosh this is why I'm here right, right?
3: I mean you get yeah. any of that yes yeah in fact i prefer to be my district i'm honored to serve in the capital spend a lot of time there but i love going home talking to the folks and what i call the real world but let me let me share a quick story with you Please. along the lines of, of the conversation so a friend of mine's a dentist and they have an association where they have a lobbyist and they had a dinner they invited me to come out i don't know anything about dentistry it's not my profession but he was making the case that dentists need to join the association and get involved. And I'll, I'll never forget what he said. He said, when it comes to the legislative process, you're either at the table or you're on the menu. And well, that stuck with me. Yeah. Uh, now, definitely that's true heard with that, yeah. yeah. We've definitely heard that analogy. I love it. Well, because like you know, we said earlier, a lot of these things are not l- left or right. I mean, these are, these are nuanced issues, and you have to pay co- close attention to what's going on. Well, and I think from golf's perspective, even scarily
1: enough in the Carolinas, we could argue that we're bipartisan because we have one represent, or one lobbyist who's Republican and one who's Democrat, and I don't think yeah. that ever comes up in conversation. In fact, I'd be willing to bet that over the last 15 years and the, the 13 board members a year, neither one would have ever known the political designation of either one of them, really, without sitting down and asking. Because, it, again, it's, it's what we're here to do. Right. In terms of our, our, our business, right? That our business is now politics. That's why we're here, and our job back home we can deal with some other time. So, right, Alan, oh, wow. what's your take on politics? I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah. well,
0: what channel do you watch, Alan? I have. Uh, I'm on channel 37. If you got Time Warner Cable in Columbia, God dang it, which yeah. is we, we can look that up. Fox News. That's Googleable. That's Googleable. Fox News. It's three letters there, right? Yeah. And actually, I do. I, I flip them all over. I, I check them all out. I'm not. I, it's so I could engage less once we
1: had the lobbyists, right? And so I got hooked on Fox Radio a couple of years ago because a buddy of mine, we rode to the Heritage actually. And it didn't dawn on me like what I was really missing in life. Apparently, everything's a big deal to a lot of people at all times. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, I got on this six-month thing about listening to that. But I would find, when I would go in places, that I started prejudging the, the quality of service based on what television station was going. going. I'd walk in a hotel, uh, I'm like, really? Or yeah. I'd walk in, like
3: say, a dentist <laughs> office. or. A yeah. do-
1: and I never paid yeah. any attention to it until I got stuck back on that stupid radio station. And now I'm right. like... Back to podcasts, back to books. It's
3: true. People walk in and they'll see, is there CNN on the TV or Fox News? And they'll make an assumption. Oh, yeah. So what kind of hobbies do you have? Let's talk non-politics for a second. Uh, Well, I play golf when I can, Um, exercise, like to read, play guitar. Nice. What kind of guitar you got? I've got a Fender Stratocaster. Beautiful. And uh, I play bass guitar, play drums too. Man. Yeah. Not that good, but it's fun. Can you sing and play drums at the same time like Phil Collins? Uh, I can, but I'm not going to do it right now. I hear you. (laughs) I just think that'd be so nice. tough.
0: I can't even. I don't think I can play guitar and sing at the same time. Yeah.
1: I can't make my left hand work on the banjo when I get the rolls going with the right hand. So practice. <laughs> How are you gonna sing in the middle of all that? Uh, oh, that's funny. Really? So, um, do you listen to podcasts at all? I do. A uh, Business Wars has a really good one about um, Fender and Gibson. Oh yeah, we listen to that. Or it's I'm a six-part series, yeah. and it's really. I have to check it out. It's just industry folks, right? So like, anyhow, there's they've had Coke and Pepsi and Microsoft and. Anyways, but, but it was pretty interesting. I had no yeah. interest in listening to the car, guitar right. portion of it, and I got into it, and I was like, man, this, is, this ain't just about guitars. That's Americana right there, Fender and Gibson. You you know, know. I had him listen to a Jimi Hendrix one the other yeah. day. We were in the car. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, how about yourself? How about it's, your hobbies?
2: I oh, it's golf. It's practicing golf. Uh, I'm an exercise. I'm kind of a confessed uh, YMCA rat. I'm a Y rat. I'm down there all the time. Just love exercising. And to uh, and be honest with you, I'm uh, very social. They they have uh, dubbed me Senator Fund in the North Carolina <laughs> <laughs> Senate. Uh, I run all the um, um, alcohol mod- uh, modernization bills in uh, North Carolina. The brunch bill was uh, one of, one of my brainchilds that we got uh, fixed. Allow Sunday sales in the morning at restaurants and uh, and stores and even even a golf store. You realize that in North Carolina you could take a beer as many as you want, get a six pack beer, hit the golf course. You've done it. You've seen it done it many a time. You couldn't take a an alcohol drink in a Tyracone cup, as soon as you left that uh, pro shop or left that snack bar, you were against the law in the state of North Carolina. Nobody realized that. Right. It was only an on-premise uh, sales oh, permit, sure, sure. So, so I changed the law to make it a that the premise was defined as the golf course and the uh, physical structure. So, so not just well, the physical structure, uh, like, oh, I like that, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Just, just a way to try to make, uh, uh, make a little mm-hmm. more sense out of uh, the, uh, the crazy world of uh, how uh, we distribute alcohol. Now, did Alamance County
1: ever do a back math equation on how many lost um, – fines they could have had dating back to when the course opened how many guys have walked out of there with a liquor drink in their hand
2: uh, hopefully they won't do that okay so, but so that's back but then anyway, we look forward on, we're always proactive on I, that one i don't mind being i don't mind socializing this for a lot of fun
1: so and again like how do you become aware of those things is that because of a lobbyist or is that because of an experience at a golf club like help our listeners understand that,
0: it,
2: that How is does a, a really bill like question. that come to come to fruition and, and literally literally a and probably back in 2015 is when uh, somebody approached me about a really mainly a, a single alcohol policy um, initiative that that they wanted to see changed. And I it just got I, I embraced it because it made good common sense. And as soon as we did that, um, people don't realize how big the wine industry is, the craft brewery oh. industry is, and the now the craft steelery industry. So all of a sudden, everybody said, well, if we're going to do that, why don't we consider this? So we literally, every year, I call it the, uh, we've done the Booze Cruise 1 bill, the Booze Cruise 2, the Booze Cruise 3, and the Booze Cruise 4. Every year, we just come up with a new omnibus bill to modernize it. Now. A lot of pushback potentially when you do that, but finally, the folks who are more ABC control and even some of the uh, uh, maybe folks that are a little more conservative started realizing, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's not imploding the system. He is making the system work for everybody. So we're st- we're not at a kumbaya moment yet, but we're starting to see where even folks who may have historically been a little against uh, uh, modernization of our alcohol policy starting to understand where, what we're trying to accomplish to be competitive to give people customer preferences, not necessarily increasing the consumption of alcohol. And that's resonated, and now we're getting some great policy passed.
3: Yes, really, uh, we're trying to modernize ABC Law in North Carolina, and I'll give you a quick story. I had a lady email me, and she said that I go to church with my mom every Sunday, and the law used to be in North Carolina before the, the bill that we passed, you couldn't purchase alcohol before noon on Sunday. And she said, I go to church in the morning, then we have brunch at 11 a.m., and I want to get a mimosa for my mom and I, and I can't do it. And so uh, we filed legislation. I think we used the Senate bill that year. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, Rick yep. was the, the primary sponsor of that bill. He carried it in the Senate. I carried it in the House. I'm sure that uh, someone contacted Rick with a similar concern, but in my case, just an email I got one day.
0: Huh. Yep.
2: From bill. a constituent. Yeah. yeah. Senate Bill 155, we called it the Free the Mimosa Bill.
0: <laughs> That's funny. And, uh, we could tell some Mimosa Bill stories in here, but we might want to leave Bill out of the story. Especially on the golf course, right? Oh, wow. without question. But,
1: so, your role as um, oh, commerce,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right, for the oh. state of North Carolina as a whole, right. so we could look at golf, for instance. You could argue that in the last 10 years, we've done two two bell curves that don't match, Right so like we went down and then we kind of we're kind of cruising back up we not back at the 90s so as your role is to balance state budgets I'm assuming and to find income commerce if golf was providing x unfortunately to a time but then because of whatever factors it couldn't provide as much of that x to the state to make up the general fund etc it would seem to me that in that same exact time frame you had the growth of the microbrewery industry and the craft beers and everything else in that the mountains in the Asheville market in particular cuz I live in Greenville sure. so I see it all the time but that's your role to embrace and to listen to all those right hey look as a state we got to get this right we got to allow our constituents to make as much money as humanly possible within the bounds right and so that's you right. got to find that balance is to help those industries that may be wavering as well as those that may be growing it, and not hold it, their hands right agree with you 100% right. and
2: and the legislature, in North Carolina, really since since 2011, uh, we 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 really put an emphasis on return on investment. Now that that's just that's not necessarily just the dollar in the dollar out. It, it, there's the ripple effect. There's the ancillary business and, and products that may come out of our legislation. So so you take something like the Goff, uh, You know we we're 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 now understanding even better than ever before what it does to impact our economy and how it ripples out the industry itself to affect so many people and to help us uh, um, uh, create jobs, grow the economy offer offer a uh, a, uh, quality of life is a big part of that uh, along with any any recreation uh, outlet. So so yeah, we're just looking for a return on investment. And if we can make a good case, where the state is benefiting, it's not necessarily dollar for dollar, but that the state is benefiting in the long run and, and offering uh, something to the uh, public and to, to travel and tourism. Uh, we, we certainly uh, tend to uh, take a hard look at that, and, and many times we'll uh, um, get behind that initiative.
1: Well, I think in North Carolina in particular, from what I've seen, just dealing with both Carolinas and the legislatures, is that there's certain commerce industries or genres of the industry that you guys would probably like to have a little bit more of but your hands are sometimes tied by some previous laws tax incentives that aren't allowed etc I mean I think we witnessed that some of the automobile industry recently was you know guys I dare say even making a coin toss between the two Carolinas I mean we're blessed right there's 50 states so if I'm sitting here and either one on wins and I work for the Carolinas whether Volvo's in Somerville or in Raleigh but for y'all I mean that's tough I mean right. there's some major industries that have actually moved out of state because of that so you've got to i don't know i'm just thinking yeah. overall commerce holistic commerce and then i hear you supporting these growing businesses
3: like these craft breweries and it just makes me think of how the hell do you balance the whole state well did you know that forbes rated north carolina the number one state for business last year no wow. the, i knew that it was yeah. like 14th biggest growing or something population wise yeah, right yeah we're, we're now the ninth largest state two to ninth yeah ninth how many people uh over 10, 10 million yeah about 10 and a half million. yeah Ten and a half million people in the state of North Carolina. If we keep growing at this rate,
1: we'll pass Georgia. If you keep growing at this rate, I'll never come to Raleigh again. Huh. Just kidding.
3: I didn't say that. Just joking about the traffic, sorry. Um, uh, well that's part of the thing. You gotta you gotta plan for the traffic. And like, we've done a pretty good job with that, I think, overall. I thought you meant me as a traveller. I was like, Look here, man, you gotta have a better answer than that. You meant you guys as infrastructure, right? The infrastructure, yeah. Yeah. Look, over five hundred thousand net new jobs have been created in North Carolina over the last five years.
0: Man. And Net new? Yeah. yeah, correct. Holy cow. Right. Big deal. It's, it's do you guys,
1: like, hand out money at your meetings?
0: Is that the hemp industry? No.
1: Should I be a North
2: Carolina taxpayer? <laughs> oh, yes, you should be a well, North Carolina taxpayer. Well, hey, we
3: want taxpayers to keep more of their own money. <laughs> Absolutely. So they can invest. We want job creators to invest. I mean, companies are coming here. Companies are expanding, and that's what it's all about. Well, here's your platform. Tell us, what else do you do you want for
1: North Carolina? Tell our listeners, I mean, this is your chance. I peppered you with all my dumb questions, but... Uh, my, my, what do y'all want to see for the folks, of good people in North Carolina?
2: Mine, mine is a pretty easy. Uh, having the business background, uh, when I ran back in uh, 2010, and started serving in '11. It was literally about the economy for me. Uh, so, uh, without a good economy, everything suffers. Education suffers. Transportation suffers. Uh, mental health suffers. I mean, the a, a, a vibrant economy. It's not the it does. It's not a cure all, but it does have a big impact on what we can do as a state uh, to to uh, help help a bunch of folks and have the resources to do that. So I'll continue uh, to look at uh, legislation where I feel like uh, we'll have a chance to uh, help um, um, uh, businesses, both large and small. By the way, North Carolina thrives on entrepreneurship, and small business. So yep. anything I can do, and I think the golf industry with risk takers, I'm pretty sure that somebody that is going to build a golf course is taking a risk you may disagree with me nope but i'm pretty sure that's a safe assumption so there's only been one built in the last five years probably so so anything we can do to try to make it better for people to take that risk and and uh give the state a return partner with them i will continue to look for that whether it be regulatory taxation is a big deal i think there's probably a good argument that uh uh, the way uh, golf courses are taxed are is somewhat unfair, and if nothing else, so it's just because at the level of a county commissioner, they don't know how to tax a golf course. Sure. Now they'll tax they'll tax a house that sits on that golf course. They can figure that out, but but how do you tax a golf course? Sure. So so anything we can do as we keep moving forward to uh, make this industry your golf industry better, uh, but just industry in general is uh, where I'll be focusing again this year.
1: Do you enjoy? What you do oh, at I'll the state busy. house? Eat up with it. I know you're Senator Fun mm-hmm. and all, but. You mean, I mean that upper chamber? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, is that I'm where free to. oxygen kicks in?
3: <laughs> I'm used to it.
1: Well, you know.
2: You oh, know. you're used to it. <laughs> you knew I was coming hey, to hit
3: you with it next. Their, their name you, is engraved on their seat. We don't get that in the house. Uh, well, uh, you know, there's
2: 50 senators in the state of North Carolina. Does that mean... A little, mean little history led, government less. There's 120, uh, 120 representatives. And um, what I concluded a long time ago is it takes two representatives to do the work of one senator. This sounds like light bulbs and pollocks to me, yeah, but, but I ain't going to go down that road because the make senator's any more. closer, he could hit me. Now, John, yeah, they, now John will tell you that uh, it takes two representatives to undo the problem that one <laughs> senator has created. So. I think that's where he's going. What else were you going to say? They,
3: they, they think they're the aristocrats over there, we're the proletariat. I'll just let him think that.
0: You know? Here's my
3: question.
1: So if his name is engraved in his chair, two things come to mind. One, do you get to keep it? And two, if not, did all the taxpayers
2: pay for that? The, the short answer is uh, I wrote a check. <laughs> uh, you're not required to have it on there, but you're allowed to have it on there. Does that mean you get to take the chair or just to play yeah, home absolutely. when you're done? I bought that chair.
1: Yeah, Dude, how, I just want to run so I can have a chair This is <laughs> Senator Krieger.
0: I'm afraid now you're going to want me to carry a chair around with your name on it too. Mm-hmm. all. Around. You I mean, notice
1: we didn't bring the backdrop. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do have one of those like ESPN things with the logos mm-hmm. on it that kind of frames the yeah, whole. You thing. need
0: to get a banner up in here. We. Uh, I love getting advice. Yeah. I take it well. I'm glad to help. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. I'd <laughs> like to work with you on the bill, too, sometime. I do it all post-editing, video-wise. There you we
1: got, we can add that in? Yeah. We could Photoshop in somebody? We could. All right. Well, I know that there's some things on the trade show floor. I think we could probably keep going just based on the way this says I don't want to cut you guys off. How about you? Um, anything you want to tell the good people out there about what you believe in? Have we
3: forgot something? No. We Go golf. We've no, we've covered a lot of ground. Um, but you didn't ask us our handicap. I didn't think you wanted that on public record. Oh, it's, uh, I'm, yeah, what, I, what's uh, your handicap? I'm an 8. Wow. Oh, no, 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 no. What's, that, what's that, your gin
1: handicap? Because there's a decimal involved in that, sir. 8.12? 8. 8. Something like that. You're an 8.
3: Yeah. What are you playing? What am I playing? Blades? Like, no. What kind of ball? Uh, AP2s? Mid-size, tailor-made. You playing Taylors? Yeah. Pro V1? Uh, I use a burner, tailor-made. What kind of ball? Uh, the burner? You The like burner, yeah.
2: That ball? Yeah, the tailor-made. Wow. Okay, what do you play? Oh, I'm, What's I'm, your handicap? I am a Fun? nine. I'm Fun? a nine, but it'll never go higher, I'll promise you. It's on its way down. <laughs> I, uh, do you post I just, your scores? Either one of you. I literally just had yeah. a, I had shoulder uh, replacement surgery two years ago, so so as soon as I got healed, I went to the pro shop and said, I want a $500 driver. Don't want a $400 driver. Don't want a $200 driver. I want a $500 driver. Well, we got this one on for $400. Don't want that one. So I ended up getting the uh, Callaway uh, Flash, and it's fantastic. Got it re- shafted, Got it shafted so it, it would fit. So you swing. got 750 in that thing. Yeah. right? Oh, you got a, you're close but, to a mortgager but, swinging on the first so, tee. So we're, we're, we're coming down, M2 irons and uh, Taylor made uh, uh, x five balls. What
3: kind of putter you guys use? Um, I'll be honest with you, I use a, a long odyssey, like a long putter. I don't anchor it, yeah, yeah. but, yeah, kind of like the Adam Scott I How far deal. you keep it off of you? The yeah, met, the, exactly. How far? Uh, about an inch off my, my chest. Yeah. Can you ride a motorcycle, too? I uh, never have. Unicycle? <laughs> you know I, mean? I swear I can, it's got to have balance. To I can ride
1: that, a bicycle. You know what I mean? Like, how can you hold one?
2: Anyhow. <laughs> I got one of the original uh, Ray Cook mallet head Man. putters that Ding! was in my dad's bag. He passed away 13 years ago, about 10 years ago. I said, Dad, I think you and I need to keep going. There so you I put go. put it in the bag, had it regripped, gripped and... Uh, he, awesome. he's, one, he, he's made a few pots for me over the years. It,
1: that makes a, such a distinctive sound. I love that. Yeah. All right.
0: Oh, man. My, my final question. First car you drove?
3: 1989 Nissan 240SX. Wow. That well, might be the fanciest one we've ever this, had. Yeah, no. Mr. Gun.
2: <laughs> Nissan 1200. I'm a little bit older than he is. Okay.
1: What the hell's <laughs> going on with the politicians and the Nissans? I wasn't uh, a oh, the politician then.
2: Oh, okay. I,
3: gotcha. <laughs> I got you. What do you drive now? Um, Ford Mustang and a Ford Explorer. Ooh
2: so that was a pickup a Little ram tripping. pickup truck he, quite it's great
1: so i had an eco diesel uh, the the eco diesel that ram did two years ago yeah and? okay yeah it no, didn't like, make it it didn't make it i need a big ram like you i with got the, the you got a Hemi in it
2: the, uh, you know what i'm uh, i'm a lowly politician i could not afford a Hemi, so i just got your basic uh, huh. v6
0: i think somebody wrote a check for that so uh, for any of our, any of our north carolina listeners how can they get in touch with you into your constituents. We're,
3: we're easy to find. Websites, um, johnhardister.com, and that's J-O-N-H-A-R-D-I-S-T-E-R.com. Beautiful. Senator Fun.
2: The s- simplest way is to, uh, if you'll just Google uh, Senator Rick Gunn or Representative John Hardister, it's going to be the first thing that shows up on, on, uh, on, on Google search. And, and that's G-U-N-N. Senator Fun. Fun, not the F that we keep saying. Yeah.
1: Senator Gunn this all right um and it's time for you guys to go buy some ten dollar t-shirts i understand on the trade show floor let's do it thank you gentlemen. all right and we're gonna knock this panel out and just wow everybody right you got it i promise i won't sound as stupid on the panel thank Ah, you guys i appreciate you for having us (laughs) here today thank
2: you it's a pleasure
1: um welcome back everybody hope you enjoyed that episode i think the one thing alan and i were remiss in discussing was um I think it's time for everybody to start posting their turkey pictures of success this year. It is a somber morning here, the morning after Mother's Day um, in South Carolina. The season has officially ended. So I do have some buddies in Western New York that I've met this turkey season though, and I may be hitting them up for a quick road trip because I think their season runs for another week or two. So if you don't see me, call the cell phone.
0: So turkey season's over? Yes, sir. What do you do now? Sleep yeah. in. Uh. Work?
1: Oh, yeah. We've been working the whole time. Just been getting up earlier and, you know, losing five hours every morning that you normally sleep.
0: What about your office hours? Y'all opening back the office now that we got cleared?
1: Um, I wouldn't say it's officially cleared. Um, if you're 50% occupancy, right? So, theoretically, with only a few of us in here, we could. Um, there's been some external travel from some of the staff, not myself in particular, So we're going to go um, alternating days a week. We started that last week, this week. Um, Potentially next week, we're going to evaluate at the end of this week and see. So the office could theoretically be back open full time as early as Monday the 18th. Um, We're just going to take a hard look and see.
0: Gotcha. Good to hear. Y'all be safe.
1: What about um, 421 Media? When do you guys start uh, opening back up? When do your restrictions lift?
0: Uh, Unfortunately, I've, I've had to keep the one essential employee I have there the entire time, but we've also opened a school inside the business now. So we have a uh, middle school and elementary school going on upstairs as we speak and they're being doing very well at being quiet. I might add, and you're eating peanuts. How long does that class session last? It's a little, it's interesting. So Luke wakes up early my youngest son who's a 10 year old will wake up and go, he'll get on it. He'll start working. Like he'll wake up and be done before Blake wakes up at nine 30 or 10. And they worked about 1130, gets the morning stuff done. We get a little break and then they go to about two 30, 12 to 30. So we, we can do some off air discussion about
1: bedtimes and awake times for kids. We don't need to put that out there for everybody, but just know that, um, in our house, I don't think my children are allowed to sleep past eight.
0: And that has nothing to do with dad. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you.
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. All the situations are a little different. Unfortunately, Big Al's got a house full over there. and I can only imagine and total respect for what you're going through right now,
0: man. You got three generations under one roof, bud. Technically, one generation. We had to ship her out for a month while we, after her flooded area. But... uh. So the kids did used to wake. I mean, I used to wake up at. They used to wake up at six thirty every morning, you know, and I would even get up with them then. But certainly changed. I sleep until eight now, and I feel guilty about it if I do. Certain some days. All right. So what's your um funny story that nobody knows about you, Big Al? That I have seen Gallagher, the watermelon smasher, live at the Myrtle Beach, it used to be called the Palace, probably in nineteen ninety eight or so. Well, if you want to do Myrtle Beach honest openers, then I distinctly
1: remember um, going on a date one time down there and um, our, our dinner plans were medieval times and this was in college. So
0: if you want to talk about a big time move, <laughs> there's my share for you. I want I've never been to medieval times. How was it? <laughs> Not as romantic as you'd think. <laughs> Not at all. You're eating chicken with your hands. I mean, or, you know, <laughs> that's funny. All right. That's a good one to end on. We don't that's know true. who we, we don't know who we have for June 1st. I hope we'll have one. Are we coming back? Yeah, and when... hopefully
1: we'll get it out by June 1st
0: this time. Yeah, I think so. Well, thank y'all for listening. Thank you, Tim, for joining me. And I just hope everybody has to pull less weeds in their yard than big out. Did you see that dog or the people that tagged us on Twitter about the pulling weeds? I don't even think he was a podcast listener.
1: Was it uh, the guy who said he'd been pulling weeds all day and wanted a hat?
0: No, that was somebody else we got to get hats in. We've got a whole list going. You want me to wrap it up, Al, by talking about how
1: nasally you sound because I'm uh, officially a Southerner now. Even though I was born in Tennessee slash Kentucky, depending on which side of the border you want to call Fort Campbell, um, my allergies officially kicked my arse all year this spring. And apparently it's the legustrum that Don tells me now is what's getting me the devil's dust. It's those white things in the blooms that – you know, apparently I thought we're right next to honeysuckle, which was kicking my rear too. So I'm glad to know I'm not the only one then. All right, everybody. Don't forget to change the furnace filters in your house. Unlike big Al stay safe.
3: Thank you for listening to
1: pulling weeds off course to join the Carolinas GCSA and become a member, visit Carolinas GCSA.org or call one 800 476 Follow us on Twitter at Pullen underscore Weeds and on Facebook
0: at Pullen Weeds Podcast.